Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. That's a great way to start the show. <laughs> Greetings, motherfucking Koopalings! I've missed you all so much. Uh, yes, the sound that you're hearing is Donnie, who's back in the show after being exiled from my own show last week. E2 Brute. You guys just, just threw me out. Just just backstabbed. No, that's not it at all. Guys, um, I work for emergency management. It's been long said, often talked about on the shows, many shows. And uh, guess what falls under emergency management? Protests and civil unrest, all of it, all the time, constantly, in addition to the pandemic. So um, I haven't been doing much of anything since <laughs> since you heard me weeks ago, um, except for working. So I just wanted to say an immediate thank you uh, to you, both of you, Garrett and Rebecca. You guys mm-hmm. rocked it for a short notice. Hey, I'm not going to be able to be there. Garrett was like, I'm going to do the show. I'm going to do the stream. I'm going to do everything. I was like, oh, my God. Wow. Rebecca jumped right into host. And um, I know I said it in the chat, but our listeners don't always see the chat. And I wanted to make sure that I said it um, to your face. You can't. I can't tell you like how much stress is relieved or taken off my shoulders to know that like if something like that happens, that I can step away from the show and the show can go on and it can be great and people can still enjoy it. Um, as somebody who's created a podcast and done so many of these for so many weeks, um, it's very personal, right? And it grow like an affinity and attachment to it. Like, this is my thing. This is what I want to do. And, uh, I don't just leave it into the hands of others, you know, you know, mindlessly. You know, I, I believed you guys could do it. I know you could. Garrett does all the streams. I knew you guys would be great on the mic. That's why I asked you to join me on the show. And, uh, it just means, it means a lot because, Really, last Thursday was probably the most stressful day because we were trying to figure out all kinds of stuff that I didn't know what I was doing, that I was working through Thursday night, Friday night. And when I mean night, I mean overnight. Guys, I worked around the clock Thursday night, Friday night, <laughs> like 40 hours in two days. Like I went round robin. And then again, uh, Saturday was was another long, mm-hmm. long day. So um, I didn't even realize you guys had went live until I just randomly checked my email about halfway into the show. And I was like, oh, that's right. They're still doing that. I, it just it felt so good to know that like I could step away. So I just wanted to say thank you for everything that you guys were doing. No problem. Well, we are glad that you are back this week. Yeah. You are a machine with how hard you work. <sighs> thank you. Uh, but I mean, I'm not out there in the streets getting hit with bottles and stuff like that. It's a lot easier to mm-hmm. do what I do sitting behind a computer desk. Uh, in an air conditioned room of all things, but hey, still, everything's important. A lot of hours, lots of things doing. So, uh, you know, well, I'll just roll into this. I want to say thank you to those that support the show over at patreon.com slash PSVG. So quickly, thank you, Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh, Chris, Devin, Kyle, Paul, Calico, Michael Masick, The Egg Shin, Zach Bradshaw, and Nick Falhaber. Thank you guys so much for supporting us and all that we do over there. Um, I'll kick us off and just say, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say. I haven't played much. I honestly didn't even know if I was going to get to do the show tonight. Um, we had storms come through, but generally like our crowds, we still had crowds today, um, but they were much more peaceful than mm-hmm. the past few days have been and much more organized and much more, you know, like willing to work with, with the authorities and stuff that were in there. And like, you know, we had some folks we moved off to the sidewalks, you know, so we could keep traffic open where three or four days ago that wasn't happening. And that was, you know, happening today. It's just a lot more organized. It was very nice. So about an hour ago, I reached out to my team and I was like, Hey guys, we haven't really had anything about last hour. I haven't podcasted in a week. 
Like I put them all on hold when this stuff started. Like we start at nine. Is there any chance? And they were like, yeah, go ahead. Like we've, we've got this. So they're taking care of for me. So I just ran in here. So, uh, if you guys saw the stream that kicked off twice and this stream that showed our face at first (laughs) and everything, this is literally me like sitting in the chair hitting go. I don't know what you guys are about to talk about. I don't know what happened in the news. I got nothing to say. So, uh, I'm going to turn it over to somebody else. Well, you got a new member in your family. I'm very happy that this week we decided to buy a puppy because uh, <laughs> I needed it. <laughs> you needed a little bit yeah. of extra craziness. I so I, I told my boss who he I think my boss doesn't agree with how many animals I have. But um, <laughs> I, I told him he was like, why, why are you doing this? He's like, this is so impulsive. And I was like, you know, sometimes you just like the whole family needs like a boost, just like a boost of morale and into pop mm-hmm. ratings, you know, just get get some some joy flowing. We've been trapped in this house because most of the time i've been working remotely we've been trapped in this house for 10 12 weeks now yeah you know just get tired of looking at everybody else's face <laughs> <laughs> my uh wife has had puppy fever for a little bit now for a couple weeks and um our in-laws um who have my old dog actually from from years ago they kept him when we moved out so they've had him for a long time and then they had another dog both have recently passed away like like within two months oh. of each other they both passed away they're super old like 13, mm-hmm. 14 year old dogs. So, um, my wife has been trying to get them to get another dog. So she's been searching all these puppy photos and trying to get them and they just haven't popped on one. She came across this adorable little Australian shepherd who living at a farm upstate. And I almost feel bad taking a puppy from the farm because <laughs> in the first 10 months of his life, all I did was chase goats all day. And then I bring him home. I'm like, Hey, here's your bedroom. Stay here. Yeah. <laughs> um, he is so cute though. He is adorable. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've never paid for a dog before i've always been like we'll just go get one of the free dogs at the pound you know mm-hmm. um, but my wife wanted this one and um self i've always wanted an australian shepherd which is what they're he high energy i used they to have are. a border collie and australian shepherds are cousins of them high energy oh, smart he's, he's he is going to be smarter than anyone else and he is house. driving my other dogs insane <laughs> they are lazy and he's just <laughs> even when they're like um so like link link is like a tank it's like um he's in my lab He's a black lab husky mix and he's just like stout and big and he's very territorial um, over my daughter and just like his own space. Like you don't mess with his food. You don't come in his room. And uh, this puppy, even though like he he submits to him. So like when he tries to, you know, prove who's boss, the puppy lays down, rolls over and everything. And then once he kind of gets okay, the puppy pops up and he'll kind of like nip at his foot, nip at his chin and he'll try to play with him. And like Link's just not having it. He's just looking at me like, why are you doing this to me? Um, so yes, yes, we had a nice little addition to the family. We now have three dogs plus my cat, my favorite, favorite cat. Um, we named the dog flea. Uh, we were going to name it Chucky. The, the kids were losing their freaking minds. They were not, they were not happy with this (laughs) as expected. Oh my Um, gosh. And, uh, we're putting an invisible fence in uh, around the yard so they can get out and run a little bit more. We have a nice big, like kennel. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's like 12 by 20 feet. You know, it's a decent little run, I think kind of sits in the back of the, of the property here um but we want to let them let them out and run and like the, the only reason i ever wanted australian shepherd to be honest with you is i always wanted a dog to play frisbee with and take a disc golfing play frisbee like throw the disc around it's a um, good candidate for it yeah so like and he's going to be all about it so i've been feeding him his food in the frisbee like getting him used to it like making him play I mean, like the frisbee so uh yeah it's been great and uh today like i said we worked around the clock all weekend and then last three wow. or four days just keep going keep going um I was answering, <laughs> I jumped on Empire last night at the mm-hmm. end of the show while I was answering calls. You hear the radio in the background. Oh, <laughs> my like, goodness. I was like, shh, 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 
Let me let me hear this. Okay, like, let's talk back to Xbox. Um, <laughs> guys, I missed it a lot. Like I just, mm-hmm. ugh, I just so badly wanted to, to. I just like, if I don't have this and I don't have gaming, then you're just taking out like a lot of my reprieve and a lot of my like stress relief. You, you know, gotta I'm not take talking, breaks. Yeah, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not doing any of like my normal stuff. You know that I use to, to relieve stress, and when I'm working around the clock, it's just it just kind of builds, it just amplifies, and keeps compounding on itself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's worse and worse and worse. Anyway, today um, it was quiet to start the day, and I think everybody was tired, so like everybody's kind of left everybody alone. There are many requests coming in, so I did jump in and get on a little Xenoblade. Nice. Um, so finally, I have a little bit to talk to. I, I played maybe an hour, mm-hmm. uh, like overnight. Was it came out drop with Friday, Thursday? Yeah. Friday, something like that. So I yeah, played it. Friday. One of my overnight quests, I played it for about an hour in the overnight quest while I was waiting for these 30,000 rows to update. I pulled it out and went through the title screen and everything. But now I'm through the, was it um, the Zorm fight? Chapter seven or eight, I think. What? No, no, no way. How many hours are you in? I played it a lot today. Really? Yeah, I started around. Are you- I played around. I, I played it. I started playing around like six. This morning when I got up, and I just mm-hmm. kind of had it going all the way until about three when we started getting busy. My goodness, yeah, I, I, I think you're past me now. <laughs> no way. Yeah, if you're chapter seven or something, then yeah, I think I'm chapter seven. I'm, I'm after like the. Have you done the Zorm fight? I think what's in his name? Zorm is that the metal face? It's the metal face. Is, it's not metal face. It's but it is a metal. It's it is like a metal. Face. Is it is it the is it the tier lower robot? The dude with the helmet with the hammer. That's- Yes, that's chapter five. Oh, so I'm not nearly as far as I think I am. So I'm through that, and I played mm-hmm. after that a little bit today. That's how far I've gotten mm-hmm. so far. Um, my initial impressions to say, I mean, I don't, I want to go into long depth details about the game. You guys know that I've told you I've already liked the game. I love the games. The reason why I play the other Xenoblade games. So the game is still as great as I thought it was back then. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I wish the remaster was better. I don't think it holds mm-hmm. up to the remasters that we see out that are coming out now that are coming out on other consoles now. And um, I think the marketing leading up to it had me expecting it to be better than it is. Yeah. Everything that I was seeing and was shown, I was like, man, this looks amazing. I really thought it looked incredible playing the game in actuality. I don't think it looks incredible. I think it looks okay. It's fun. Yeah. Um, I stopped playing it on the TV because I think on TV, it's a little bit blurry for me. Like a little more, it's more blurry on docked than I want it to be. Now, mm. I say that as I'm playing on a 70-inch TV. Yeah, so, that's a huge TV. So, right, so it'll be it is, a little blurry. It's a big TV. So maybe if you shrink that down to 40 or so, maybe it looks pretty good. Um, I have resorted back to the light because even though mm-hmm. it is a little bit blurry, I think playing on the light on the smaller screen, it does make it look a little sharper. It's just a little easier to withhold. I kind of wish maybe they changed the art style more to maybe be able to crisp it. I'm just... It's not that it's bad, and it's really not bad. I don't want to give off any like negative things. It's good. Mm-hmm. I think it's better than Xenoblade 2 from a visual perspective. It's just yes. for this game to be so old, I really expected that we would have a clear picture of it, at least. Like even if the geometry and stuff was the same, or very you know, not you know, like uh not the same, simple. If mm-hmm. they were still basic and simple, I was still expecting to have a clear resolution. And uh, the resolution is not clear in this game, right. I think, docked or handheld. And I think that's the shame. If it was 720p or 1080p, I think it would be very, very good because the texture work 
and the geometry work and all the assets of the game and the character models have all been touched up. And I think yep. that goes a long way to making the resolution, um, you know, palpable. Like you can deal with it because the game itself looks so good that it kind of makes up for it. Or at least it softens the impact, you know, because the grass mm-hmm. and everything looks very nice. The light lighting and everything looks very good. All the textures and the floor and all the, 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 you know, the enemies and things that you see in the world, everything looks good. So the fact that it's a little fuzzy is not that big of a deal. Honestly, it just kind of reminds me of a lot of how I felt about like ambitious Vita games. Like anytime I played like an ambitious Vita game, I kind of felt the same. Mm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, it's it's not quite console quality, but it's like a good try, you know, like it wants to be, you know, a lot better than uh, the Outer Worlds. I'm not sure if you guys put that on. Oh, my God. That looks rough. Yeah, this That's is not anywhere. This is not anywhere near that bad. I love the right. um, I love the waypoints. I do like the menu updates, even though like the original battle th- stuff is there, and I don't mind the original battle stuff. Is I like I said, there was a part of me in 2011 that I thought I loved RPGs, only to talk to more and more gamers and realize I don't. But I do love uh, Xenoblade, and the reason I think I do, I think the reason that I adapted to this versus so many of the other ones is the combat and how mm-hmm. action oriented it feels. You're not necessarily pressing you know to to strike with your sword but you kind of are because you're you're constantly hitting the attack buttons and mm-hmm. lining them up um as you want to kind of chain them or combo them together so i've always enjoyed that and uh kind of hack and slash in, in a way because you're constantly just kind of you know setting yourself up and pressing the button even mm-hmm. if the button isn't necessarily controlling the animation so that's my only impressions and that's the only thing i can really say about games that i've played what about you garrett uh, cool. Um, yeah, I've been playing Xenoblade as well, of course. Um, you're not that far behind for me. I, man, you caught up really. I quick. played a lot um, today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't play any. I, I tried real hard because I was a part of me was hoping like it was just stay quiet and I I would know that I was gonna make the show. Mm-hmm. But around three it got busy and I was like, okay, oh, I need to turn this man. off. And then around seven I was like, I'm probably gonna make the show. And then right here at the end they're like, no, no, go ahead and do it. So. <laughs> That's so nice. <laughs> but yeah, I, I share the same thoughts with you, Donnie. Um, Xenoblade, it, it looks good to me. Now, I've drawn from the 3DS version and it's like, man, that's yeah, a bad, you thing. know, I'm, I'm, it's nine day. It it's seriously nine day and I'm totally fine with this version. The frames are steady too. Um, and it's actually like it's a hand, game. Yeah, handheld wise, like it's, I think it's better than Xenoblade 2 in terms of frame pacing. Um, and, and the blurriness too. So I, I think they made it slightly bit clear. Um, and, but you can definitely tell that it's the same engine. And that's yeah. why you, you see like it's touched up a lot in, cer- in terms of assets and like forestry and um, maybe a little bit of like a clear picture, but animation wise and resolution wise, it's, it's pretty much the same. Um, but I'm enjoying the story so far. I'm so surprised. I am past where I am with the 3DS version and I just keep getting into more and more of these characters. I want to figure out what is happening with the Monado. What, what does he really need to do? Um, and what, and the villains are still mysterious to me as well. Like the Mechon, there, there's something, but I don't know exactly. They have some hints around there too. They, they give you some hints and I'm like, dang, I, I don't want to guess yet what they are, but you're, you're convincing me. It's, it's this thing. And I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but they they line up some cool cool things um, in that story. 
So that's what's keeping me going. I'm about 14-ish hours in. So I'm chapter six. I just got to the forest. And oh my gosh, so the area after your chapter, Mm -hmm. it's like an open area. You're with um, Dunban. Mm -hmm. And um, so there's a day and night cycle with this uh, game. And at night, everything lights up. And I swear, it's the most beautiful kind of realistic thing I've seen in an open world game. And I'm like, they, they really did this game justice when it, when it came out because that, that looked awesome. Um, game mechanic-wise, I'm not, you know, I'm not totally excited about it. I'm fine with it. I think um, combat, it, it, what, what you're saying is kind of hack and slash, but it's, it's really an MMO to me uh, where I position myself correctly with Shulk. And I get to do certain attacks and abilities sure. off to a side of an enemy or behind an enemy. Um, there's really no dodge other than you putting buffs or, or debuffs on the enemy. So it's not really action RPG to me, but it's still involved. I'm, I'm surprised how much involved it is. There's a lot going on. Yeah. You can throw your spells and then you've got your Monado spells and then you got your chain attacks and how your chain attacks chain with your party. And if yes. you do it correctly, you can really, you can keep going around and around. You can really do exactly. some damage. No, it, mm-hmm. it is, it's quite involved. And I think that's, I think that's the thing that I've always enjoyed with it. And the reason why I've snapped to it is I've always felt it's better than like pressing the attack and then watching it play out. Exactly. Which is like the yeah. Pokemon thing. Like if it wasn't for Pokemon the IP, I don't think I would ever play Pokemon. Um, because mm-hmm. like the gameplay style is there's, I, I don't know if there's any other game that I play like Pokemon. Where I sit there and I press the attack and I watch it play and then I wait for my <laughs> turn. And I press it again. I'm like, oh, God, just do something already. You know, it's maybe Fire Emblem. But even in Fire Emblem, there's the whole strategy of using the battlefield, using all of your units and movement and alignment and things like mm-hmm. that that you don't have in a Pokemon game. Right. So mm-hmm. as this one, there's always a lot more to it. And for whatever reason, I've always enjoyed it because, you know, um, especially like when they auto attack, like it looks cool to watch it even mm-hmm. as you're waiting for your your things to, to power back up. So. Yeah. I don't know why. I've never played an MMO, so you're probably better at descripting that that than uh, than me, but it always felt very involved. And always, I like pressing buttons. I'm always pressing buttons. I'm always mm-hmm. doing something, so I like being kind of actively entertained. Yeah, no, it, it definitely feels that way. Um, still, yeah, in auto-attacking fashion. Um, I want to get into like the menu system and the inventory system. It's. I think they could have done a better job to be honest with you, because I still have to go into each and every weapon and like I have to optimize it the best way I think is 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 best for all of the characters. And I'm like, well, okay, I'm gonna have to figure out which character's gonna be light, which one's gonna be heavy, which one's gonna and, and like I'm still not grasping all the systems yet hmm. with the inventory and the skills. Uh the skill arts that that come up. I was like, all right. Once I get enough skill points, I'm going to add more levels to each skill. Sure, that's fine. Um, now, linking, I don't know what they are. There, there's skills and then there's like art attributes or something yep. like that. Yep. Um, that's totally random to me. I just choose one and I let I let that, I don't know, attribute tree fill up yeah. and I just go to the that's next one. That's all I one. do. You okay, do cool. Wrong. That's all There's I've not much done. strategy to it. Okay. If you'd ever heard me talk to Caroline about Xenoblade X and that whole Infinity mess disaster of a chart, yes. I was like, I'm not doing any of that. Just press stuff. Just pick one. Yeah. Just, just Eventually, we're going to fill them all in, right? So just fill whatever you can in now and fill the rest in later. I've always mm-hmm. played these games that way. And with the inventory specifically, 
there's just so much. You collect so many things if you're yes. doing like if you're grinding and building it, you just have thousands of things. It's like who cares? It just starts selling it, you know, just whatever's not equipped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> just much. Get rid of it and refill it later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, enjoying it so far. I I will try to see through it to the end because the story's really grabbing me. It is definitely the best way to play this game. Even if I was hoping it was a bit more. I would have loved for it to have been docked 1080p 60 frames. Yeah. I don't feel like that's asking too much, even out of the Switch. And I know it's limited hardware, but that's a 10-year-old 10, 10 game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, that's not true. a modern game. And it, and it hasn't been like remade completely, right? It's still a lot of the source code is there. It is. So I was it really is. hoping that would have been... I would love for them to come out two weeks from now and be like, here's a patch You know, that kind of sharpens it up a bit. Because that's the only issue. If, if it was just a little bit sharper... I would have a lot of nice things to say about it, but it's just a little mm-hmm. fuzzy. And it, um, and I get it, it's an open world game and it's got memory. And like, I don't mind the draw distance and I don't mind the pop in. None of that really bothers me because when I play, I just, mm-hmm. you know, I just get used to it. But the the fuzziness, the whole game overall, it just takes a little bit of a hit of detail that personally I was really excited for. Like, mm. think about like if Pokemon Let's Go was like blurry. Like, you wouldn't like that. Nobody would like that. You know, it's like, wait a minute. It's your remake of an old game. You know, like you expect remakes of old games to run great. That's the whole point mm. of remaking them. You know, like, you know, maybe a new game can't do it. Right. Maybe Breath of the Wild 2 is 7, 20, 30. But like this is an old game, like at least get this one going. Yeah. It looked like from the trailers, it looked really it clear looked to us. Yeah. It looked yeah. great. It looks so good. And it's not quite there again. Yeah. Not that it's awful. It's just not quite great yeah so yeah i i agree with that uh other than that i've been i i actually played the ninjala open beta that 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 was it was okay um it was saturday i think it was like for 10 hours i got into matches easily um there was no issues for me at all i didn't have there are no connection issues um but i problems in the first one right where people couldn't get exactly yeah yeah Yeah. and i think it's I think it's because of it's just they open maybe more servers or it's just 10 hours long now. So I was going to say, is it because they could fix their server <laughs> issues or is it because everybody's playing Xenoblade? <laughs> that, that could be too. Actually, I think, you know, it's really funny because I was streaming Xenoblade and then Laurel Legends chatted me. It's like, hey, you know, Ninjala is about to like open in like 10 minutes. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll try that out. I, other than that, I would have not even hear about it. So that could be true that not a lot of players. about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ninjala is okay. It's mm-hmm. um, I think it's a fun little um, hack and slash multiplayer thing that you can play on the side um, if you want to. It doesn't really make much sense to me. Um, it, it <laughs> to be honest, because like I really just go after a person and just hit whatever buttons I can. And so once you get up to a person, if they don't attack you, you can just keep on attacking them and then basically until they're dead. Now, if there's one player like kind of facing you and you both kind of attack together, then you have these like, I don't know, like the system of cues either going left, up, down or right. And it shows up on the screen too. But I'm still not understanding what I'm supposed to do with that. So I'm just smashing left or right or up or down once I approach an enemy or, or another player. I seem to be working just fine. I get second or first place. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll just keep doing this. Um, but yeah, there's like, you, so you could choose a weapon. Uh, it's like a sword or a hammer. Um, and then there's like a screwdriver kind of weapon. Um, each of them have kind of like their different like weights to them. 
where the hammer is like really powerful but slow but the the drill is very light but you can you can attack pretty fast with it and continuously so it's kind of balanced uh and then there's another type so you got that bubble gum um you know kind of mechanic so you can blow that up and then you can either traverse with it like kind of fly through the air like midair when you do mid jump or you can shoot the bubble gum into a person and they get stuck and like inside a wall uh, so that's another tactic you can use to kind of uh, gain the advantage um, there's slightly more skills with each class uh, but other than that um, I just go I just go at it in an attack or whatever and I was like all right this seems fun for like 30 minutes um, it actually reminds me of Splatoon where I was like cool I I'm shooting the ink down to the ground for an hour and and shooting other people cool it's it's kind of like this mindless fun um, so if you're into that um, it, and it has that Splatoon style so it it, um, if you're into that I mean go check it out um, I don't know how much it's gonna be when it comes out but it is I gave up on it when they moved the date Already guys already what, what, when are they um releasing it i have no idea do they know? i think it's the, i have uh, this i'm pulling this right off of pure memory but i want to say i think it's the 25th oh of oh, this, this month. month i think so oh. okay i want to say because i think the reason why is they had the beta it was supposed to come out last month and i was going to get it before xenoblade came out but mm. then they delayed it i think a month and it's coming out like right after last of us 2 and i was like absolutely not no oh, gotcha <laughs> as if <laughs> is it full price is it a 60 dollars? no game? no no it's like 20 bucks or something like that okay no it definitely feels like a 20 dollar game yeah. 20 uh, feels about right for that thing yeah uh so if it's Watch 20 it bucks 30 bucks honestly yeah, I, I feel like it shouldn't be too much more than that or else people like they're not gonna have enough people free to play is it free to play what if it's free to play then that that's pretty good actually they should. <laughs> honestly they probably should if they want enough people to populate i remember mm. one of them was free to play I, I don't when it was announced in that like direct yeah one of them was free to play and i want to say i thought this was it but i mean uh, yeah, we'd have to check i don't know yeah i'm not sure either i don't get uh, the bubblegum part of it that was <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that one seemed a little weird. I, I feel like everyone's just doing the same thing, though. Just let's go to a person. Let's hit them <laughs> as much as you can. Sure. <laughs> so uh, not much strategy to it. Uh, and then the last game that's actually filling up my time a little bit. And uh, it's called a game called Golf Peaks. It is not a golf game. Uh, it's on sale for like two bucks. And it's also a mobile game, but it's a puzzle game. Um, basically, uh, you start and it's a it's a tile based game where you have a golf ball and then you you spend cards to move to the the goal the hole right yep. you you don't have a person or anything right and so basically these cards is like okay you can move one or you can move two okay you can lift up and move two to the left or right um, and these tiles have different like you can have different slopes. Or you can have different terrain where, like, like let's say there's water, it'll go straight into the water, but the ball will spawn to the tile adjacent to it. So it's kind of just like a mind puzzle game that uh, I'm I'm actually quite enjoying. Uh, there's like rough sandpaper in the middle of these tiles as well, where if you roll on the surface, it'll get stuck there. So you have to use a card that jumps and moves it at the same time. Um, but uh, for two bucks, it's been filling my time pretty well. Um, I really enjoy these kind of mind twisting games when I'm, if I just want to fill up the time, um, I played a lot of Picross 3D 
on the 3DS. Um, that was a very fun time. Um, and I know there's 2D Picos games in here, but if Picos 3D ever comes into the marketplace, that's that's what I'm buying day one because that's so much fun. So um, I for two bucks, I and if you want kind of a little puzzle game, I say this this game's really good. Go at it. Uh, on Dock 2, there's touchscreen application like a phone too. So if you want to try touchscreen 2, have at it. Um, but that's, yeah, that's all I've been playing. I did check it. It's Battle Royale 4v4 A player online. So I imagine it's free to play. I think this is free mm. to play. Ninja okay. is. I have both nice. it, is, it is quite good. I had it on uh, arcade and I bought it on Switch um, nice. subsequently later on sale for like a buck or two. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little puzzle game that passes the time. So. Cool. Um, again, this week, I really haven't had a ton of time to play any games. Um, luckily, things are slowing down at work. Um, hopefully, this will be the last hectic week. Um, I've really only been checking on my Animal Crossing Village like once or twice a day, not because I'm out of things to do, um, just because I've been so busy. Um, people have been talking about how much fun the wedding event is, um, and I've only gotten to do it once so far. Um, the prizes actually seem pretty good. Um, so I'm going to try to make it a point to keep doing it. Um, but I can't help but think about, um, what events are going to be coming, um, you know, in the next couple months. Um, you know, the, they outlined up until June. Um, and now we're in June and it's the wedding event and this is the last one that they've outlined. So I'm starting to wonder, like, are we going to get another um, update at the end of June to outline what we can expect for the rest of um, of summer? Um, I'm hoping that the events that they have planned are as engaging as, like, I think the wedding event has been the most fun one so far. I've only done it once. Um, um, I'm just hoping that they, they, like, continue to roll out interesting things. Sure. Um, what other things are you thinking know. of? Like an Independence Day thing or... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I think there's a lot of room for summer events. Um, if they outline stuff like through August, they beach could day. they could be very summer. Yeah, beach beach day, pool party type, you know, event things. Pool party. Um, I mean, it's I guess it's kind of hard to make an island like more islandy theme than it already is. Sure. Um, but I'm sure they could come up. Yeah, it's not so much stuff. about like what the theme is, but like I think most of all, I want them to introduce more items, yep. like a, a wider item pool. Hmm. Um, and this wedding event is doing that. The other the other things that they did throughout April and May didn't really do that. Um, like the um uh, like the Mayday. The Mayday no. gave you like a briefcase. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> so um I think I like this wedding day because they're introducing new items that I can use. Um, so I'm hoping maybe they'll um, they'll do events like that throughout the summer that are introducing new items. Are the items like decorative or, or is that is that pretty much it? Like you just grab wedding type items. Yeah, they're wedding themed. So like they're kind of limited for what you can use them for. Mm, um, gotcha. Like I said, I've only done it once so far. People are talking about that this is the best one so far. So mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to keep uh trying to make it a point to do that. Um, it does seem like it'll get a little bit monotonous. Like it's going to Harvey's Island and taking wedding photos, like different photos every day. It's like, how many times can you do that throughout June? My daughter's done it a few um, times. She's yeah. Is she, she's not getting bored of it. Not yet. Okay. That's good. That's she got good her whale fish. She was all excited about that. Oh, good. Ran nice. out to yeah. show it to me. So she's all in. Yeah, I, was, that, 
That is the one thing with new new uh, months and new seasons do bring new creatures to catch mm-hmm. the new fish mm-hmm. and bugs. So that's keeping me busy too. I was making fun of her because a, a year ago when they showed it, when they unveiled it on the Nintendo Direct, I specifically showed it to her knowing how much time she's been on 3DS. And she told me, she's like, Dad, I was like, you know, do you want me to get it for you on Switch? She's like, oh, nah. Yeah, but she's you like, know. I think I'm over video games. And she's played that thing every day for weeks. And I told her today I called her out on it. So she was like, oh, you would totally say that. You can't just say nice Always things. Always go back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, it's I haven't been like checking in less because I'm getting bored. Um, I, I am still finding things to do in it. Um, but I do hope that they continue to keep that ball rolling because I know a lot of people are starting to like fall away from playing it every day. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's knowing how long the tale was for New Leaf. I am somewhat astonished that people are like, "What are we six months in? Maybe four? And they're like, "Well, I guess we're done." <laughs> well, I think a lot else. of people are realizing, like after that, those eight years, you know, there there are a lot of things missing. Which mm-hmm. I'm thinking they purposely kept back to introduce new new content. Um, you know, them. over the year. Um, which on one hand I understand on the other hand it's I don't know it does feel like there are a lot of things missing um, mm-hmm. so I do understand you know people who criticize that point of it uh, I think we're me, due for another update right like a major update yeah, I, would like- I, I was just saying you know they, they outlined throughout the end of June um, so I'm thinking mid to late June we should be getting the next you know round of updates I'm hoping until like you know through through July and August at least mm-hmm um, is what I would want to see. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. cool. Um, I got back into Golf Story, um, which Donnie is probably cool. so mad that I haven't beat yet. But I am at the part with, uh, it was called like Cheeky Beak Peak or something like that. It had like a really funny yeah. name with birds. Yep. Um, I got to that part and I feel like this is the part of the game where it's finally giving me a tutorial. Like I've waited this whole time for them to teach me the mechanics of the game. And now they're teaching me how to shape the ball and how to play the wind and stuff like that. And I almost wish that this mission was the first one um, because I felt like I was struggling a little bit with the mechanics of like, you know, what to like what to do. I don't know. To me, it's like I, I haven't played any golf games before this. It was a little bit overwhelming to me. Um, now that I'm at this mission and they're finally teaching it to me, I'm a little bit more motivated to keep going now. Um, so I'm getting back into it and I am enjoying it a lot more, <laughs> I think, now that I know how to play. Um, not that Donnie wasn't an excellent teacher, <laughs> but because I'm like putting it into practice now. My wife with, tells like, me all the time I'm a terrible teacher. No, you, you were a good teacher. I was not a good student. I gave up on teaching my kids how to ride a bike in like 20 minutes. <laughs> like He slowly rolled into the curb and I was like, I'm done. I can't. Oh no! <laughs> I told him to turn and he didn't turn. So now I'm out. Um, I really liked the undercover mission to get rid of the little moles, like how you had to, it was like this guy that was so top secret about it. Um, he was like, no, don't, don't say it too loud. The moles are going to hear you. Um, it was, you know, just the writing. I, I know I keep saying this, but it's really humorous. And, um, I think that's definitely one of the strong points. Cool. Um, but I, now that I feel like I have a stronger grasp on this game and I'm, hoping i'm gonna have a little bit more time this week i'm gonna keep pushing through this one and hopefully finally beat it this week 
Cool. Sam beat it. <laughs> Sam was nice. like, he like beat nice. it and then went back into it a couple times, like yeah. to keep playing missions and stuff. Yep, so. I do the same. I still uh, occasionally I still boot it up and play it. Cheeky yeah. Peak Peak is the place where I hit all those balls on stream trying to figure out what to do. So yeah, <laughs> I think this is safety. like this is the point where like it finally caught me more. So very good. Yeah. Well, this is the point where I turn the show over to one of you because I don't know what's happened in the news. <laughs> I know that they did something with Pokemon Sword and Shield. Remember, I was asking about it in the chat. I just don't know what it was. I think I saw somebody say that there's a Zapdos that's fighting. There's a fighting Zapdos now. Is that there's, a thing? There's Galarian versions of the birds. I don't exactly Zapdos, know the types I saw, yet. I saw one tweet so, that said that Zapdos is a fighting Pokemon. Okay. Like, <gasps> they, they put out a trailer um, for it, but it was a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. Gary, if you don't mind me taking this. Go for it. Um, they, they put out the trailer, but it was only through the Japanese Pokemon account. So like, it was never even really... Did they ever even mention it on the North American account? No. Like, they, not even... Zero information. Yeah. Um, they um, they put out the trailer and it didn't have any words over it either. So it's not like there needed to be any kind of translation. Like they literally could have just like tweeted the same trailer and it would have been okay. Yeah. Um, but they, they kind of went through and showed, I thought the main focus of it that we haven't seen already was um, all of the new Pokemon that are being introduced back in. And when I say mm-hmm. new, I mean like all of the old ones that weren't in Sword and Shield. So they were bringing back, um, you listed a few like Tauros, Scyther, Kangaskhan. Um, I saw like Lycanroc, Talonflame. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed, um, which I think, didn't we see this before the Gigantamax version of Venusaur and Blastoise? Probably did. Yes. But it looked cool. I remember seeing them. They showed them more. Yeah. I think we only saw pictures before. Now we saw them in action. Um, The other big reveal was um, the Galarian form of Slowbro, which um, we saw Slowpoke before. Um, Now they showed off Slowbro. It it has like the shell on its hand. Yes. Kind of as like a A Mega Man glove. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like Mega Man. Um and it has like purple on it, so I think we're are we speculating it might Barney, be Barney the dinosaur type? version of Mega Man. <laughs> Only much. a little bit of purple. It wasn't all purple. Still lazy. Oh, nice. Um, they then they showed they moved on to the um the Crown Tundra, the second mm-hmm. part of the DLC. Um, which I was a little bit confused. I had to watch the trailer twice, and I think I was still a little bit confused about which parts are in which part of the DLC. Mm. Um, they d- I didn't think they made that very clear. I don't know if maybe you picked up on that a little bit more, Garrett. Um, you it was kind of mixed. Like, they put the Tundra biome inside the, f- like, the first part of the video. And I was like, is that in the first DLC? I'm not too sure. And then the second part of the video is like, okay, this is the second DLC. Definitely Tundra, definitely Snow. So then in the second one, we saw that you explore the ruins to face the Reggie-type Pokemon. But I think there's there's two new ones, right? Yes. Regileki and Regidrago. Electric and Dark-type Reggie legendaries. Um, or Reggie I don't know this Dark-type or... I don't know if it's dark type or dragon type. I was guessing. Definitely well, Drago on. sounds. Oh, Drago sounds like it could maybe be dragon or or dark. I don't know. It looked dark to me, so I, I, I don't know. know. We'll I don't see. know if they officially came out with that yet. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, there. It looked like they were introducing a lot of the legendaries through raids, but then there were also. Um, it seemed like kind of the. Um, 
Do you remember in Generation Three all of that process yep. that you had to get through to get the the, the three Reggie legendaries? Yep. It seemed like there was going to be a similar process to get those since they're new. Yep. So all of like the reintroduced legendaries, I think, will be through raids. It it looked like mm-hmm. again, it was <laughs> it's very not ambiguous, a super clear video. Yeah. Um, then yeah, they showed the three uh, legendary birds fighting, but they weren't how we normally know them. They looked Galarian. Um, and I think they have new types as well. Um, Zapdos was flying fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I don't know the types. And now uh, see, they said it, but I don't. Kyle remember. Kyle in the chat says Zapdos is fighting and flying. Articuno fighting is psychic flying. and flying, and Moltres is dark and flying. Got it. Thank and Rega Draco is a dragon. Dragon. Yeah, yeah okay. that, I think that makes sense because of its name. The only thing mm-hmm. I saw, and the only thing I care about, is Zapdos is a fighting Pokemon, and that's amazing. Yeah. Well, it seems weird to me that it's not going to be electric anymore. Like they're getting rid of all of their their original typings. Like Articuno's not ice anymore. Moltres isn't fire anymore. I'm sure you can get them eventually, though. Like the designs look really cool, and they showed them fighting. So the only other thing that like they didn't really, um, I don't think they really showed a whole lot of new information in this trailer. I don't think Um, I was expecting a little bit more. Um, They, we don't, we still don't really know anything about the story. They did show Cub Fu. Um, Yeah. It, and tell me if you had a different impression, Garrett, but to me, it looked like you kind of get him almost like a starter in the beginning. Yeah. Like I'm seeing it as maybe you can't use your previous Pokemon throughout this DLC, but you're, you get like Cub Fu in the beginning to start with. Mm. And use him throughout the story. Maybe. I, yeah. I think that could be part of it. It could be like part of the Kung Fu trial. Because mm-hmm. you're definitely going to involve him. Right? He seemed pretty important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Not much information from this trailer. I, th- I mean, it's, it's hard because it's coming from a Japanese account. And I'm wondering why they didn't put it out in the US account as well. Maybe it's because what's going on this week. They just want to hold back. Probably, you know, they've had statements out on Twitter about it. Um, maybe they'll show it next week, um, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. It does release um, this month on the 17th. Um, I mm-hmm. did see some people worried that because we weren't hearing anything that it might be delayed. Um, but it does. The first part does release on the 17th. Um, so, yeah, that doesn't really give them much time to elaborate on it any further. So I don't think we're going to find out anything more. Mm-hmm. Um, part of me makes uh, makes me worry a little bit that it's not going to be too like lengthy or meaty in any way um, because mm-hmm. they're not showing a lot. I don't know. Um, I think mm-hmm. they are trying to sell a lot the, okay, we're bringing back a lot of the old Pokemon. Yeah, that's what I feel like too. <laughs> it's a little scummy, a little bit, tiny bit. I hope there's more. You know, I was looking up the battle, uh, the the uh, season pass on the store too, and I'm like looking, and there's there's a Pokemon Sword and there's a Pokemon Shield. I'm like, okay, that's really scummy because if you if, have both versions, you have to buy both. Yep. If you really want to extend both versions, I'm like, this because you know, I do that with like, me and Jack. Yeah, like I was looking, I was like, wait, do I have Shield or Sword? I even forgot what I <laughs> you bought the wrong one. That's mm. the worst thing. What if you bought the wrong version? And I'm like, ugh. Pokemon fans don't care. I mean, this is what they do. This right. is not what they do, though, right? We've never had a DLC with Pokemon. This well, is the I, first you know time. What I mean, but like expansions, other games, extra, entirely ver- different version of a game with 10 new Pokemon in it. Like, they've done this oh, forever. I'll, 
not surprised. I'll buy a new version. I'll buy black two or white two. But like when I buy the wrong DLC version, it's just like, <laughs> come on. My ultimate question. I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm feeling t- texts and emails and stuff. So I'm kind of coming in and out of the conversation is, did they give any inclination as to how big like this expansion is or any like this? So that was the things you guys were saying, like you wish you were well, in a yeah. little more detail. It makes me worried that like, I think more than half of what we saw in this trailer was stuff that we've already seen before. Gotcha. Yeah. So we don't know if this is like 10, 12 hours, one hour. Is this like no. just a little area in the gym that we beat and that's it? No idea. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I was saying. Like I'm worried because they aren't showing more. Like, do, sure. is there more? I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm sure that there's a whole story and they just don't want to like say what that is to spoil us. Um, which I do appreciate that part. I like going into things knowing, mm-hmm. you know, little about it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think, I think they have, uh, if it doesn't land here, I wonder how many people will be there yeah. for the second one. Well, aren't they together? Are they? Yeah. You can't, you can't buy them separate. I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then I bought them both already. I don't know. I, just yeah, I think it, it sounds. I think the thing is, it sounds like the second one's going to be a little bit better than the first one. Kind of, do you mm. remember how the Zelda, the Breath of the Wild DLC yeah. was like? You got some trinkets in the beginning. It's like, like a little mm. quest, placeholder. Like but a then the, the main DLC was in the second half of it. Sure. I, I feel like that's what this is. Okay. I mean, it makes sense, right? It's like COVID and everything. Like maybe they just couldn't get everything they wanted done for the yeah. first flight. Yep. So that wouldn't make sense. I'd be okay with that. Kyle the Pug was speculating on the story already. Um, he wants to know, um, since they dropped all this info in the DLC, is there a possible theory or possibility that time travel will play a part in the story? Since that dear legendary Calyrex can see through the past, present, and future. Were you thinking about the story at all yet, Garrett? They're going to pull a Xenoblade? No, I'm just kidding. Um, so we already have a time traveling Pokemon right so it's celebi um yeah. we've we've gone we've we've been down that road um this pokemon knows it doesn't time travel it knows the past present and future events so i doubt it's going to be um any time traveling part of it ooh um i something it, it may be an ability maybe a secret ability that implements in the pokemon maybe if it knows all future past events maybe the pokemon will mention something i don't know if that pokemon that pokemon will talk too so <laughs> that's another thing um i'm i'm not sure again I, I i failed everyone because i'm still on the fourth gym of the pokemon game and i haven't gone back since so i got only uh two weeks to to wrap that up I think, I think you don't need to beat it. I think I, somebody said you don't need to beat the game to do the DLC. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. Um, you just made me think um, it, it could be possible that they're using that as like the story to introduce why now we're getting those legendaries. Maybe it's like an alternate mm. timeline of like, okay, well, in this timeline, the Maltrees is um, dark and flying, not fire and flying kind of thing yeah that's interesting because legendaries are all galarian but there's only one technically in the pokemon universe so Mm -hmm. i don't know i think it's um good thought definitely Mm -hmm. good thought but yeah i mean i pre-ordered it already i don't normally do that um but it'll be fun to see what what it's all about more pokemon in my life Mm mm-hmm that'll be good all right you want me to hit me hit the uh, next news story go for it tell me about 
Mickey, I don't know anything about this. I don't know about this either. Uh, I just I just saw it this morning. I was like, that's kind of cool for fans that are into the Epic Mickey games. Um, so is Epic Mickey making a comeback? Uh, we Apparently, there's been more sightings of Epic Mickey apparel on a website and, and a Korean website. It looks like a new render. And this is like already on top of rumors where Play Magic is working on a remastering of an unannounced Disney IP. Um, I know there's some fans out there that love the Epic Mickey games on Wii and Wii U. Like, um, love them? I don't even know anything about them. I They're, thought so. I like them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I like the first one. I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't love it. Uh, okay. I'm sure there's some Disney fan out there that loves it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I'd rather see it's- a new Epic Mickey game than a remaster of one. Oh, okay. Well, well, there you go. There's just some rumors. Yeah. About... Uh, it's just a new apparel going on, and, and people are thinking, "Ooh, there, could there could there be a new Epic Mickey game sure. on on Switch?" Interesting. So. It's okay. It's a good yeah. game. And like I said, it's it's always been like a budget game for me. You know, like if you get Epic Mickey for like twenty bucks, like it's a pretty good game. If you're paying full sixty dollars for it, might be a little let down, but it's okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. I'm more excited about this news out of Japan: Clubhouse Clubhouse Games Fifty One Worldwide Classics, at least in Japan so far, right? Not not yep. conv- not announced here yet. Right is releasing a pocket version of the game. This game will come with four free games. You can play Connect Four. You can play Race Cars. What's the other one? Uh, Solitaire. And there was another one. I Domino's. Dif- oh, Domino's. That's right. Domino's. Mm-hmm. And you can play those four games. And this is also the app that you will use to play local multiplayer. If you have one copy of the game, you can play family play with the rest of your family with one copy of the game. So you can download this pocket version on all the other stuff. No? That's incorrect. They actually clarified that's a mistranslation. Ooh, from the art or from the trailer, it's it's just um, the single player, four player games. The local multiplayer is still on just Switch. So if someone owns a cup, yeah, you don't. You could do local multiplayer with like controllers or whatever on one Switch. Right, with I meant like demo. local multiplayer, like a, with multiple Switches. They have to download something, right? They have to download a client of some sort. Right, but it wouldn't be on a phone, right? No, no, no. Yeah, no. I'm talking. I'm sorry. Let me let me clarify. Would I okay. when I shared this? The news that I was told. I haven't read mm-hmm. what you wrote down here, but the news what I was told was mm-hmm. that this pocket edition of the game, where you can play four free games. It's not a demo. It's like a forever thing. You just download this pocket edition of the game. You play mm-hmm. Domino's forever. Um, this is also what will be used. So if I'm buying the game on my Switch and I want to play with the kids, and the kids want to play on their individual Switches with me. They need mm-hmm. to have the pocket edition of the game installed so they can mm. link up in the games with me. Oh, that, that was my impression. That was that specifically is what I what I read last night when, this, when What's this your came out. Take on it? it was a mistranslation. You don't need the pocket edition. Okay. What at all. Yeah. yeah. They got to use you, something. You got I mean, it's just if you it's think multiple they'll just switches. Queue up and they'll just bring the switch in? Well, it's like the 3DS download play, right? Where you only had to do a Nintendo Play, and then you press the button Nintendo. Play. Oh, I guess you do need a client for it. Yeah. I'm not. Sh- yeah, I'm not so sure you then. A client, and I thought that's what this was, and that's when I was following last night. The trailer dropped, and then I saw tweets, and I think uh, Game Explain had it, and I think Nintendo everything had mm-hmm. it. They all said that, so I'm, I'm not I, I saying heard- that it's not a mistranslation, but I'd be mm-hmm. surprised if they all got that wrong, unless they were mm-hmm. all just copying off the same sheet of paper, which I guess is possible when the news okay. drops. But that's. That was my impression. They gotta have something. They gotta, yeah, like you gotta that's run true. it on something. That's true. I'd imagine we'll that, yeah, like that's how the game gets installed and it can read files locally. Mm-hmm. 
would okay. be my impression unless it's like is there any cool. doubt that this wouldn't come also to no. the north american version okay. no because they're gonna make it run like that was my whole my whole idea of them getting this going in terms of like the local multiplayer is by releasing something just like this they got to get it in people's hands let people play it let them play with their friends mm-hmm. so like i go let's say you and i we all went out to lunch together right i bought the game you guys didn't i show it to you tell you like this cool thing download the client you get to play dominoes all of a sudden you play with your friends but you can't play the whole game you're like it's effectively I- a demo without being a demo right and you're like man i want to play golf so then you already have mm-hmm. the client and it's like yeah. a thing to make you upgrade I'm right. sure there's going to be a little ad in it that says, you know, buy the full game, you know, showing you what all the oh, games are. Of yeah. course. Every time you start and finish a game, I'd imagine. <laughs> Here are the 40-some games that you're missing. Right. And they'll put that little <laughs> Nintendo News section on your thing. Do you guys ever click on that thing? No. I never click on that thing, ever. And ever. there's so much work they've put into it. They've updated it with, like, channels, and you can subscribe, and it's like... I used start- to watch the Nintendo Minutes through there, but, like, not anymore. Turn it yeah. off too much junk <laughs> but uh yeah so i mean i'm excited guys this game comes out with tomorrow right yeah tonight yeah tonight i don't know is that midnight it's Ooh. nintendo published it's probably midnight tonight Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> i might i might stay <laughs> up jace jace two hours man you want to golf <laughs> you don't don't threaten me with a good time i might stay up to play it i'm I'm too excited. I'm overly excited about mm. this game. I, I'm telling you, this is a sleeper game of the year. What would be hilarious if that happened? <laughs> no, the Game but, Awards, um, Family Game of the Year, Clubhouse, 51 Classics. <laughs> I mean... Family Game of the Year has been so tailored towards just Nintendo games, and seeing how many Nintendo games are coming out this year, it's going to be like Animal Crossing, Clubhouse 51. We can't play card chase. You can get a little poker going. I got I to gotta unlock Mystery those... Dinner. Mario Hanafuda backs and all that. I'm going to do all that. So, and I'm interesting. I didn't get as much time to play Xenoblade as I wanted to. Like the, mm-hmm. the goal, the plan, we're 14 days away from The Last of Us. And when The Last of Us comes, um, I might as well just not even come on the show because there's not going to be anything going on. And, uh, the idea was I was hoping to get, I would say, the majority of what I wanted out of Xenoblade by the time this game came out so mm-hmm. I could play it for a full few days before Last of Us comes out. And uh, now they're kind of running together. So I don't know how much I'm going to try to juggle Clubhouse games with Xenoblade. Because Xenoblade is like, I have already beaten it. You know, mm-hmm. so there is that, you know, I don't remember all the story beats. But I remember, you know, like the the basic plot and overarching. So when I'm grinding and stuff, I'm like, I could just stop. <laughs> you know, because yeah. it's not like you haven't beat it before. You know, you don't have that, that you know, that drive to keep going. So right. I'm very, very excited for this game. And I imagine that as long as the protests aren't like crazy this weekend, which... Unfortunately, it looks like they might be. Um, I'm hoping to be able to play this. And even if they are, and I got to go downtown, I'll probably bring it with me because who can't play some chess or some cards, you know, in between emails and stuff like that. So, golf. You got to get some shack playing some stuff. Get some holes in, man. Mm-hmm. Got to do it. What do you got next? Uh, so Bandai Namco is releasing, uh, it's called the Namcot Collection uh, on Switch in Japan, I'm sure. And I, I hear it's coming on uh, Xbox as well. It's called Namcot because uh, it was, it's actually the the name they used when they were public, doing publishing business between 84 and, and 1995. Um, they will have a physical release and also uh, the hard copy will include every title. In the, so they have rounds of them. So this is the first round including a secret bonus title, and that bonus title is actually a demake of the Pac-Man Championship Edition. So I thought that was it's a good game. Interesting. Yeah. Um, 
And then so it'll allow players to buy all these games individually on the eShop and you can display them on your virtual shelf. I'm not sure what that means. Is that the virtual console or do they have their own client, I guess, on the Switch? And you just. Yeah, that's what that means. It sounds like their own client. It's like the Sega thing. And then it's one app instead of. Yep. Got it. It acts as a folder since we don't have folders. Mm hmm. So it's just their, uh, I guess, round of games. Uh, so here's the list of the first round. It's Wagenland, Pac-Man, Galaga, the Tower of Draga, uh, Battle City, Star Luster, Family Jockey, Yokai Dochuki, Dragon Spirit, Mendel Palace, and Splatterhouse. Um, I only know Pac-Man, Galaga. Uh, I've heard of Family Jockey. I don't know the rest. What about you guys? <laughs> I feel like I've... Pac-Man. I feel like I've had way too many Namco collections for my life. Mm, okay. Where's Dig Dug? Isn't that supposed to be in the Namco stuff? Maybe anyway, it's on the second round. Yeah, maybe but. it will be. Yeah, I, I feel like I've had too many of these. I, I remember getting Dig Dug, like Namco collections, I want to say, on the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. I think I had one on Wii. Probably a PlayStation 2 console in there somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. I've had way too many of these. Like, the, the ship has long sailed. For me to yeah. be interested in buying the old arcade Namco games. So these are like pick and choose which ones you want to buy out of this list if you get it digitally? Yeah, you can buy them individually or as a bundle. How much bundle. are each of them? I, I don't think they put a price because it's in Japan right now. Oh. I'm sure it'll come out in the West later because it is actually they announced it actually for Xbox as well. Like the, you can add digitally into the Xbox systems. Cool. Um, All right. But it was just another kind of news there moving on <laughs> yeah not much news <laughs> this week, the sorry. outer worlds uh had a video go up today um from digital foundry and i guess reviews are starting to hit yep i did not read any reviews because i have basically stopped that practice in my gaming nature i don't really read reviews anymore um mm-hmm. but i did watch the digital founder video because i watch every digital foundry video and mm-hmm. uh, i gotta tell you I had quite the um, entertaining watch of this this morning. Uh, this is about as bad as it gets, I think. It's broken. Like, it's pretty terrible. And uh, there's just something to watching somebody rip apart a game that is somewhat cathartic. I was just sitting there like, wow, this is real bad. Um, I don't think I've ever seen Digital Foundry be as harsh on a game as they are on this mm-hmm. one, which brings a lot of questions that we talked about earlier in the Discord. Um, I'll let somebody else talk before I get back up on my soapbox again. I'm pretty sure our listeners know exactly what mm-hmm. I'm about to say. I mean, I don't really, I don't follow Outer Worlds that much. I don't know too much about it, but I mean, remember when I said graphics don't matter? You keep saying that. I keep hearing you say that. It's, it's not good in this one. This one's not good. They do matter to it a point. Matters. It matters in this one. <laughs> when is this bad? It matters. Uh, what about you, Garrett? Uh, no, this is broken. Like it, it got to the point where it's hindering gameplay. It's not fun with this this wreck of a game. So I was like, you know what? I know you wanted you you could do it, and that's why you wanted to do it. But should you do it? Probably not. If you're gonna do it, do it right. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. That seems to be an interesting thing. That not not that I want to call you out. I don't want to make you my villain. But no, make me the villain. The thing that makes me really angry about these ports that hit Switch is I follow tons of Nintendo podcasters and Nintendo fans that love Nintendo, you know, like, because that's what we are. That's how we all are. And I follow tons of them. And every time we see a bad port, 
Like there is such immediate visceral towards the developer or the people that handle the port. And there's like an immediate reaction is they should have done mm-hmm. more. They should have worked harder. There's a cheap job crash grab. All I mean, this. Uh, right. I, I said, I didn't want to make you my villain, but you don't have to look hard to find it. Right. You just go to the YouTube comments or go to the Twitter page. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody immediately goes to that. And nobody ever points the finger at Nintendo. And you go, well, why would you do that, Donnie? They didn't make the port. You're absolutely right. But they made the system. And I've been trying to say this for the better part of what I feel like has been the last year and a half, two years. The Switch is limited in what it can do, period. Like, it just is. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing to say about it. It's just saying what it is. And what it is is a tablet. <laughs> it, is, yeah. it is really no better than your iPad Pro. I mean, it really isn't. It does not have the RAM. It does not have the CPU. It does not have the teraflops or any of the clocks or processors or mice running on wheels to run these AAA modern games that Mm -hmm. it's trying to do without major concessions. That being said, it doesn't have to look like this game. But maybe it does. (laughs) To get it to run, maybe it does. Because here's the thing. This thing is cut to pieces. They have chopped the resolution in half. They have chopped the frame rate worse than that. The frame rate of this game in Digital Foundry's anal- analysis in combat dropped to 12. Yeah. 12. Like Turok on N64. <laughs> 12. So then, then, I mean, people are still going to buy it, right? They still see. Somebody will. Of course, somebody will. But, mm-hmm. but will it be worth the investment is the question. I don't know. They must. And the thing that I always kind of point out, and I know no, this is like probably my hottest take, like my most controversial take is this is why EA doesn't put games on Switch. Because f- for them to do what they have to do to Madden, to bring this year's Madden, what Nintendo fans or Nintendo podcasters, I'm going to say podcasters at this point, because what you hear other Nintendo podcasters say is, I don't want last year's version of the game. I want this year's version. I want the newest, latest. What they've got to do to bring the latest and greatest version of Madden to Switch is this they got to cut it to pieces because it just it's not the same you're not apples and oranges it's not a console it just isn't so stop trying to make it one um i i i feel like in some people do magic you know like doom Mm -hmm. there's so much and if you go watch digital foundries and that analysis of doom you'll find out all these tricks and everything they did to limit draw distance to cut you know they put walls up in that game that don't exist so you didn't see the pop in and things that were happening on the other side. Like they're doing things to make it work, which I appreciate. Like that's the that's the wizardry of coding. I always say with mm-hmm. software, you can make anything happen with software. Right? If you try hard enough, you can. The question is, is how much try is worth trying? You know, like this isn't the world's most demanding game as it mm-hmm. is, and it already is struggling because it it's just limitations of the of the hardware. I don't blame the people that brought the port. It's just it's that I mean that's just reality. It's just a, mm-hmm. Switch can't run AAA games on Switch the same that Xbox can. It just can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it, like that's all. I just want to hear more people say that. I, I just want to don't love how it looks on the Switch either. You know they have to make you know sacrifices and cut things at some place. So sure. I just want to give you like just another case and like I've played Witcher three probably like an hour. So I, I don't know if this is going to be a great argument. But it still plays okay. I know they chopped the graphics and the textures on Witcher 3, but it's just so fascinating that they're even able to put that thing on the Switch and it's running fine. 
this game is not running fine. That's and what when I mean. And if it's not running fine, then cut it. Don't put it on the Switch. Now you have to play games like, you know, I'm playing I'm playing Skyrim on Switch. Yep. It's fine. It's not running the best as Xbox or PC. I know that. But if I'm a person that is willing to, you know, cut those graphics and so I can play on handheld, sure, uh, sure. And then that's exactly as how I'm going to play. As long as you're open to concessions yeah. having to be made, and we've seen them, right? And I think Skyrim is an incredible port, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I think it's very good on Switch. And I think Witcher is an incredible port considering what they've done to make a game a semi-modern game. You know, it's like 2014. Yeah, so 2015. Which is yeah. a little old, you know, like, so it's not like the newest game. Like, that's another part of it. And, and it needs to be said, the Outer Worlds came out last year. You know, we don't know the advances of exactly. Unreal and technology and everything that's been gone into making that game, how that descales mm-hmm. to something like Switch today. Whereas something like Skyrim or Witcher, we've probably come a long way, you know, yep. from those games' original source code. That's another part of it. But I think I think it's a big reason why we don't see madden and call of duty and and, mm-hmm. and as this next gen kicks off man oh we're about done. to have batman come back and and yeah. mass effect come back and like guys don't be looking for that switch logo it's just not possible i think um there's also a difference between you know cutting the graphics and the performance garrett you were saying why do it at all i think if sure the textures can look bad whatever but if it's performing bad that's way worse to me. I've never seen an, I don't know. I, I'm probably saying this without putting enough thought into it, but I can't remember. I don't recall ever seeing a game that stopped to load like a YouTube video. Like yeah. the, the outer world literally stops mid motion. Yeah, that's, that's a performance issue. That's starts not a little thing that scrolls whatever. a little load animation just in the middle of the screen. And that's then, not acceptable. Pops back that was hilarious. <laughs> that was incredible, right? I, show, I was like, yeah. Have you guys see this? This is insane. It's like a YouTube video. <laughs> um, and that's on top of like, you saw the sign for the sound, like that picture has been, or the sign for the town, that picture has been making it around. You can't even yeah. read anything. It's yeah. just blur. It looks like an N64 type. Yeah, it does. Texture. And they cut everything. Like the textures are cut. Uh, shadows are cut. Uh, the, lighting the, is cut. Everything is cut. Cutting that kind of stuff is way less bad to me than the performance. Sure. Sure. I 100% get what you're saying. Rebecca, I do. I just, I, I feel like not enough uh, Nintendo enthusiasts, influencers, podcast, I don't know what you call us, voices. I don't think enough people are like warning Nintendo fans kind of what they're in for. Like you can't, I, yeah. I've been trying to tell people like you can't expect these types of games to come. And if they do come, you've got to expect that they're not going to hold up well in comparison. It's honestly kind of amazing they even got it to run in the first place. The fact that it even runs on it, it's like, wow, that's pretty incredible because you got to think of where consoles are. So like the switch is not even on par with old consoles that are in this mm-hmm. current gen. And Literally. we've already moved on to upped hardware that are a far cry from where we began, right? The PS4 pro is way more powerful than the PS4 base and same thing for Xbox. And we are mere months away from replacing those with things that are 10 times stronger than those switch is so far from the other side of the spectrum. You know, Mm -hmm. like if you were having a performance, it's not just raw power, it's all of it. It's performance, it's bandwidth, it's memory, right? It's Mm -hmm. CPU. If you were having a spectrum of what can handle, it is literally Series X and PS5 and then Switch and iPhone, like on the other side. So that's why I've been saying for a long time, or at least I feel like I've said this plenty of times, 
that's why the indie partnerships are more important to Nintendo. That's why I want to see them have more exclusives and timed exclusives in that place. Because that's mm-hmm. a place where I think they can actually make some hay. They need to find the the, the moving outs and the overcooks. And they need to get those first. It's, it's yes. super important to them. Because that is Nintendo's third party. It's not Bethesda. And it's not Activision. And it's not EA. Like, that's not there. If they have a game that can come over every now and again and unravel or a mobile mm-hmm. port or something like that right if they can get one of those that's amazing but they can't depend on like we're starting to get to the point where i'm not even sure like ports of old games can make it over you know like i'm really yeah, happy we got true. the 2k games and i'm actually happy i saw some of the bioshock footage running on the switch that looks okay yeah it looks decent yeah it didn't help that uh they just patched like a huge 4k performance patch on the other consoles but yeah it looks playable right it looks good i'd say better and playable it looks good on mm. switch i actually thought it looked pretty decent i was like that's a fairly good way of playing bioshock but again that's an old game right <laughs> like we should be able to play those types of games and, and this is a long way of saying um i think i've said this for a while now i think nintendo needs to find a streaming solution if they're going to stick on this uh, we're going to have limited hardware like as a long-term solution. They've got to find a way to bridge the gap or they're going to run into a situation like we've seen them in the past. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't where they don't have as much third-party support as we think they need and they're very, very reliant on their own library. And sometimes it's great, right? You've got a Breath of the Wild and Animal Crossing and I don't think anybody cares. You got an Odyssey? Mm-hmm. Like that's what we buy the Switch for. But if you get a year where those aren't all panning out and one gets delayed and one gets canceled. It can really string you out there and you can have a long dry period. And that's where that's in. They need those indie games. I would love to see Stadia We're having a dry or, this year and it's still selling like hotcakes. That's true. That's the Animal Crossing factor. You just like, need one good game a year. It's the Nintendo it. first party. Just that's their magic. Four they, don't need million consoles. they don't need any of that. They need their one really good first party a year. They're mm-hmm. good. They I have so a, much money in their back pockets. It doesn't matter. That's a very good like qualifier to, to make. I think that's a perfectly sound argument because at the end of the day, Nintendo fans buy Nintendo stuff for Nintendo games. That's really all that matters. Everything else is really a bonus. Golf story and ports and Skyrim and all. It's all just a bonus because you want to play Link and Mario. And that's okay as long as we continue to get Link and Mario and Animal Crossing. But, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, we saw some years there in the Wii U. Wasn't so great. And the fact you had zero third party really hurt. Yeah. And I remember chasing down those indie stories, trying to find the Gianna sisters and other like indie games, like anything to play. Um, luckily, we're not in that space. Like, I don't want to be alarmist here. The Switch is a beautiful, perfect, healthy ecosystem. I think it'd be great if they had an Apple Arcade type thing or some sort of mobile stuff. Um, but I did want to say, like, how great would it be if we had an xCloud or a Stadia app or a Nintendo service you could stream games because here's the thing if you all right so if i say stream and your face crinkles like rebecca's just did go look at assassin's creed odyssey running on switch in japan to me it doesn't matter about any of that to me i care about ownership of my games sure uh which is why i don't want to see a streaming future but you can't i understand you don't want to see a streaming future but there are certain games that you just can't play but like if right i want to you can't play yeah. them. they're not available so, like, a streaming option, like, here's the thing. I know 100%, 100% you could stream the Outer Worlds better than you can play it on Switch. 1,000%. Like, it's not close. That's a fact. I would love to see it happen because I want Nintendo fans to be able to play those games. I want them to have access to it. Like, like we said it uh, on Game Tech last month, Google Stadia is getting Madden. 
The mm-hmm. Switch has sold 50 million consoles and it can't get even a D port of Madden. It can't even get its own version of Madden. It wouldn't be that bad. It, it would be nice to have it as an option. That's all I'm saying. I think it would be great to have just the to extend the hand to some third party partners. You know, it's like, look, don't you don't have to do all this mess to make your games work. We're just going to partner with this streaming solution, put your games on the server and we'll let our fans play it there. And you buy it through the eShop and everything else. Like, I think that would be great for Nintendo um, to counter this, because I'm the part of me that does want to be alarmist as this generation kicks off. Right. These third party ports that we've been getting like we've gotten, I want to say what? two a year two three like highlight third party ports like triple mm-hmm. a things we get two or three of them a year they usually mark around like we got skyrim we got witcher now we got the 2k games and stuff like that they're gonna dry up <laughs> like, yeah they're the gonna thing. dry it's up like, on, on ports like this that. is the end of it right this is the end of it right now it's like we might get some stuff next year but for most case this is probably the end of the road there unless they keep just reporting 360 games over which i i mean i'm okay with but I would like to be better than okay. I think, uh, you know, with a streaming service, it could be a good option. And I understand Japanese infrastructure and internet is way better than U.S. Um, that's that's one thing to consider. Also, um, practically, Nintendo network itself, it's already kind of crappy with Super Smash Brothers and, like, any anything like that. Do you think Nintendo would actually develop this streaming service? I would rather... US? I would have more faith. I would have more faith if they licensed it and rebranded it. I would love for them to just like, mm-hmm. hey, Xbox, we're gonna use XCloud. Here's some money. Like set this up for us. And let's XCloud would be perfect. Like let's put our logo on it. Yeah. You don't even have to like cross partner like you know companies. It have to be a cross promotion. You mm-hmm. literally just create your own little Nintendo wrapper and put your own Nintendo games in there. Um, I just I definitely think it would be because think about like even the storage. Having to download those games, being able to play them right away, or running out of space on your Switch and stuff like that. That's a good point. Yeah, like I think it just makes a lot of sense because of Switch's nature of being portable and on the go. Uh, I think I think it pays a lot of dividends that the hardware just can't make up for, and I think we'd have less stories like this. Then counterpoint, I think um, the aspect of always having to be online for that is a little bit um, against the idea of the Switch and taking it on the go. I don't know. I'm thinking like. You can hit go. your network at work or at Starbucks. You know, like, I'm thinking more things like that. You know, mm-hmm. not not always. You're not just be walking around playing it. Obviously, you've got your cartridges and your downloads for those. Dreaming Assassin's Creed on Starbucks <laughs> Wi-Fi. Yeah. But you can do stuff like that. You could have things like that. It would be great. And um, yeah, I mean, it's more of a future-proofing thing because I just don't know where they go. Because here's the yeah. thing: they can put any Tegra and whatever processor chip mm-hmm. and all the things in there. It's still not going to do like. You're not making up ground that way. So like if it's completely com- different architecture. If they're committed to this yeah. form factor, then they're ex- they're just limited. That just comes mm-hmm. with it. They're limited. So I either crank out more first party content to fill in the gaps, get more third party, you know, like indie publishers, hmm. or find a way to bridge the gap because uh, I feel like the I do feel like the generation, I mean, they're being left behind. Right? Yeah, Does anybody else true. feel like that? And you find when I say that, do you do you think that that's alarmist? No, because I think that's the we're repeating the same argument every single generation, and sure. Nintendo's still doing great. Well, People buy still it doing great. They, they had a few years there; they were not doing great at all. Been a little rocky in the grand scheme of things. Okay, all right. I don't think I they're in a different. I think they're in a different market than Microsoft and Sony. 
I agree with that. I agree with that. I also, you know, selfishly, I also think Nintendo's future is a Nintendo app that plays on phones and TVs and Switches that has all of Nintendo's games in it. <laughs> I think if there's anybody that to pull nice. that off, I think Nintendo's the one that has the library that to do it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'll get sorry. off the soapbox. I'm sorry, folks, that uh, no, that was good. Good stuff. Excited about the Outer Worlds. I wish it was great. Trust me, I don't root against mm-hmm. it. But every time you guys see, I've, I feel I look at Garrett because I feel Garrett and I have had this conversation. Every time they're like, "We're bringing Doom Eternal to Switch," I'm like, "How? I don't like. There's <laughs> no way. I played Doom Eternal. That game won't be the game on Switch, <laughs> right? <laughs> if right. you've ever played Doom Eternal, like, there's no way. There's just no way. It's impossible. Um, I don't know. Side, just just this side question over here. How did so? There has to be a certification process to get this game. Uh, you know, on cartridge. How? You know, it's interesting. I, I heard a few people today re, uh, res- responded to my tweet saying, like, Nintendo should step in and stop this from happening. Like, they're looking at more of, like, it's ruining the brand, which is an interesting mm. way to look at it because 100%. They use quality type they thing? They did, yeah. Because yeah. 100%, Nintendo probably didn't even know this was happening because they're just, people are That's publishing, true. right? Like, they're just publishing on the platform, you know? Like, they don't check into all these. But it's an mm-hmm. interesting take. Do you think they should? Uh, well, there's going to be so many games that they're going to have to go through. Or That's a lot of resources. The question better, and that I was with you, Garrett, because there, dude, there's so many bad mobile games on the Switch eShop. If you yeah. go diving, yeah, there's a thousand of those. I guess the better question is, do you think a bad port of a game hurts the brand? I think for any console, sure. Okay. That, I, I mean, you see bad games on, on the PlayStation network as well. Now, it's not going to be huge third-party games. But, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, when I see a huge third-party game that's game ported over to Switch, I think Nintendo has to pay attention to that a little bit more. Uh, in, in the case that this port is bad. Like, it does it, affect their reputation. And they gave it marketing. Mm-hmm. I think that also kind of dips a bit because, you know, they put it in their direct and they, they put it on commercial and they stood by it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like it just kind of came out and people were monitoring, but Nintendo never said anything about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe it's just they don't have a foundation for that. And so and it's just completely just swept under, under the rug. I'm just surprised how much it chugs, how much it goes. Now you can start it and maybe possibly finish this game. It, it doesn't sound like it's to the point where it's breaking. And I think... Maybe possibly finish. It runs. <laughs> <laughs> it, it runs so maybe that was their threshold putting this on a dang cartridge i don't know but right. i i feel like they need to raise that standard just a little bit more than that <laughs> just seeing this game it's real bad it's real bad mm-hmm. and it's a shame that we have to talk about it and you know i, I know there are bad ports of games on other i don't think i've ever seen anything quite like this people's faces are missing entire buildings popping in as you walk by it yeah like, this is an like empty thing and it's like, oh there's a village here and then like again the dreaded load screen right in the middle of the game not a load screen either the game freezes and it like you're, like you're downloading an app like the spinning <laughs> yeah. circle comes up i thought it was like a joke <laughs> <laughs> me too i thought it was a joke as I well thought but digital no. foundry was just joking it's like there's this is real wow you could run a video of the game better. You could just like stream the game That's and true. act like you were playing it. <laughs> so I think streaming would be better than that. I agree. Oh, with it you would definitely that. would be. Like one without yeah. a doubt. I've seen it on I've seen it on PlayStation Now, I've seen it on XCloud, I've seen it on Stadia. I've streamed mm-hmm. games better than that. And uh, I know exactly how you feel 
Rebecca, and a lot of people feel like you, especially Nintendo fans. They don't want to stream. They don't want a digital. They want cartridges and stuff. And I think Nintendo will always make that available for Nintendo fans um, in some way or fashion, because I think their base more than any other believe in that. They really want their hard copy of Zelda game. So I think that's always going to happen. But for some of these other ones, they got to find something or, or or just, or as you said, just don't do it. And I mean, I'd be all for that too. Like just don't do it and you don't have any of it, but then they got to, they got to fill in the gap. You know, I don't know. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. I went on too long. (laughs) Guys fire off some questions. Brandon had a really good question that actually I think is actually somewhat relevant. Um, why aren't day one patches available for reviewers with a lot of games these days, the day one patch can drastically help a review, but for some reason we go to these reviews to be our deciding factor, especially if the game is available on other consoles. It's probably because the day one patch isn't available until day one and Mm -hmm. you've got to review them earlier. So the other thing that I would say is I would, why aren't more publication? I know why the reason's money, but I would challenge them. I would love to see. More people follow in the lines of, I think, Bethesda. I think Bethesda took this approach, I think, maybe two years ago. They stopped handing out review codes. And yes. they said, you can review our games with everybody else the day that it comes out. Yes. I would love to see more publishers do that. I really, mm-hmm. really would. And, you know, the IGNs and the GameSpots, and they rightfully so, these big streamers, they say, hey, we help you sell games. If it wasn't for us, you wouldn't buy as many. I'd love that to be challenged in today's digital place i feel like Mm -hmm. that argument had a lot of value in 2012 i don't know how much that argument has a value in 2020 because Mm -hmm. if ign doesn't tell you the game's good or not what are most people going to do this day they're going to go to youtube and go to twitch they'll type in the game and they're going to watch somebody play it and it doesn't matter what game it is the game the game the day the game comes out there will be people playing it somebody somewhere will be playing it and you will be able to see the game but I'm sure there's still, I mean, Metacritic exists for a reason. Overcritic exists for a reason. I'm sure there's still people that want to see that bright and shiny score. I just don't think it's, I don't think that um, these big outlets have a right to publish that before the game comes out. I don't mm-hmm. see anything wrong with going, you can put this, you can review the game all you want. You can start playing the day that everybody else can. And I think that would fix the issue. Um, you know, I don't think if you're playing pre-review, pre-release code, you know, and I think the the very good outlets, I think they absolutely do this, right? Like, we've all seen reviews where they tell you, you know, like, this is the game, but we held off on publishing a review because there was a patch, and here's what the patch does. Those are great reviewers. That's what you should do. Yeah. But not everybody's going to do that because here's the thing. In the review land, being first counts. That's the whole reason they get the exclusive deals in the first place. So I think to fix it, I think you you just pull the, pre, the pre-release reviews. I can actually, I have a little bit of firsthand experience with that because I was lucky enough to review Animal Crossing this year for Twinfinite. Um, I didn't, we didn't get our review copy until day, like the day it came out, whereas mm-hmm. other um, sites got theirs um, well in advance. So while other sites were publishing their reviews, you know, by the day it came out, I was just starting to play it when it came out. So I got like a week and some to play it. And by that time it was like, okay, how, how many people care about my review? Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So that's actually interesting that, that you, um, you know, suggest that that could be the case for everybody. Like so I think if, are, if they I, made it could it, also prevent leaks. If they made um, it I democratic, think. right. And you made everybody start the same day, then everybody's on the same level playing field. And my whole point is that the cream will then rise to the crop, right? Like, 
it won't be whoever has it first is popular. It'll be whoever does it best is popular because they'll all be starting at the same time. I feel like I lost you guys on my thought. <laughs> um, somewhat. No, I like, I agree with what you're saying from, like, I think the- certain sites are popular because they're early. They're first. I think if you remove them being first and you put them on level playing field with other Twitch streamers. I don't think that's necessarily going to fix that problem because then you've got the people who might not finish the game to get the review out first. Sure. And is that really better? But people will weed that out just like they did with Philip Mewson. People will find yeah. that. I think really? so. I do. Yeah. Mm. I think people really people research this stuff. I mean, I just, I've seen them do it. I've seen them dive through the depths of the internet to find that somebody plagiarized or copied or didn't finish this or that. There will always be those yeah, people. Yeah, right. For sure. And I don't even really care about that, to be honest with you. I, I just think, one, you'd be putting everybody playing the same day one patch code, right? Like that, that would instantly happen if you pushed everybody up. And then two, I think the people that do it best would begin to build that following um, versus just the people that are first. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because like, I, I would if, um, that put a lot of pressure on reviewers to finish a game in a day or two. I'm thinking like Joe After Work. That's not organic. That's not an organic way to play a game. Joe After Work is a great streamer, and mm-hmm. I've seen him play tons of stuff. And when there's a game that I'm really excited about playing, he's always playing on day one, like Animal Crossing day one. A lot of the like day one games he's always playing, and I want to go watch him play it because I really enjoy his streams. I think he's entertaining, and I think he's good at it. I think those types of streamers would have more weight and more clout if they were playing alongside everybody else versus these certain people get all of the clicks first because they were first they were pre-chosen predestined to have traffic because we gave it to them earlier before everybody else i think it's all a matter of like the format of review embargo and and when it's released right and the day one patch is like these devs are still working on the game until the very last moment and that's why this is happening um, and I think it's up to the publisher is like, do you really think this patch is going to affect a review? And, uh, you know, it's probably a relationship with the publisher as well. It's like, all right, we want to ensure amount of pre-orders as well. This review that will come out before the release date, um, we're going to have to need it in order to know estimates of, yeah. of sales as well. And I think it's just the you know, that's the traditional, you know, foundation of it. I don't think... Um, uh, to be honest with you, I disagree with you, Donnie. I don't okay. think I'm Twitch Twitch streamers and YouTubers. Now, there there will be certain people I go to on YouTube. Those are the reviewers still, right? Those are the Game Explains or that's Digital Foundry, possibly, if you want to go on a technical side. But I don't see, like, you know, Twitch streamers. I go there just to hang out and have fun. I don't go there to hunt for games sure. um, much at all. I know I know. Joe After Work does his, tw- his Nintendo Spotlight. It's a really cool thing to show off game. But if I really want to know if I'm, I'm making or breaking it or, or, or buying a game. You want a full opinion. Somebody yeah, who's played I'll, it from start to finish. I got you. And, and I want a consensus, too. I want to see. A, I, to be honest with you, I know people don't like the Metacritic or Open Critic Store. It's still a good metric because it's an aggregation of different perspectives in my book. And I understand it's it's still individual, still bias and everything, but it gives me a playing field of where this game is at. And I can look into details of why sure. those scores are the way yeah, they are. Yeah, I think the people who place too much weight on the numbers might be the issue. Well, the publishers um, do. They, they, they tie developer bonuses yes. and stuff to it, and I hate that. So mm-hmm. read, read the review. Like, Don't pay attention to what number they give. Oh, All I do. of their reviews yeah, for I, it are going to be. Mm-hmm. 
you know, this if, is they're really my- giving it, if they're giving it a nine out of 10, but they're still listing all the problems that they have with the game, that's going to tell you more information. This is really mm-hmm. my, my soapbox because I've, I've basically, I've, I've been chatting with Devin about reviews for five years and he couldn't have turned me further around on this. I used to love reviews and I read 10 of them a day for every game that ever came out. I, I consumed them all. And the more and more and more and more we've talked about games, the more games that reviewed well that I didn't like, the more games that reviewed poorly that I did like, the more and more that's come and that we've, that we've talked about in our discord mm-hmm. and on our podcast, the more I've realized, like, I don't really think I don't need somebody else to tell me their thoughts of a game for me to like, I don't necessarily think it gives me a value because okay. I've been burned or not burned. I've been burned or surprised too many times on my own. So I'd rather just play the game myself. Like I love a preview. Give me some, some basic mechanics. Give me an overview of the story. Let me know that it's running well and then get out of my way and I'll figure it out the rest. You know, like I'll take it from there, but there's also part of it being a podcaster. I also don't want others opinions to kind of seep into my own idea. Mm. Right. Like I don't want to go into every game thinking, well, this is what IGN thinks about it. You know, so am I right or, you know, like, do I agree or disagree with them? Like, I don't want to do that either. You know, I kind of just want to make up my own opinion. So there's a part of that, too, that I think I've just kind of turned off the last couple of years. I really don't mm-hmm. pay attention to them at all anymore. Um, but I, I I love that Bethesda stepped out that way. And yeah. I would prefer that other people did. Um, and I know that Sean, Sean's got I've got to catch up with Sean somewhere in this chat. He's just got a bunch of stuff. Conan, Sean, yeah. and Jason are having fun. Uh, I did see one thing where he said that you know a review that comes out later doesn't promote the game. I disagree. It depends on how popular the the outlet is. If there's somebody that I follow and I do you know follow, yeah. if they're streaming or showing a game, the game could be two years old if it's the first time I've heard about it. It's still promoting the game. Anything promotes the game. Again, I think the cream rises to the top, right? And it's like mm-hmm. if your game is good enough, it'll find a way. If your game is bad enough, it'll find a way. Like all of this stuff bubbles up to the top to begin with. You know, and, and the people I've heard uh, in our Discord, one of the many things that people said, well, I want to know if my money's worth it. It's like, well, I mean, then do your research. Don't buy right away. Like, hold, like show right. some patience. Like, th- it's it's not to the pre-release review to do that. Any review could do that. It doesn't have to be the day the game comes out. It have to be the hour the game hits live. You need a full comprehensive review from 25 sites to determine whether or not it's worth your money. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's... Just, I'm going to say it, and I, I don't use the word lightly. That is an entitled opinion. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> like, I don't think that's necessary. It's like, wait till day two. Yeah, <laughs> like, just, that's true. People have FOMO. And if you do, then buy it. Then just buy it and support the developer, good or bad. Right? That's the other part. Then just buy it. Just jump all I in. I don't um, decide games based on reviews anyway. I mean, I just, I, I get it. There's like this whole industry around it. I do. And I, and, I, yeah. I wanna, and I've pre, I've reviewed pre-release games. Kevin's reviewing the last of us right now. So like we still do it. Um, I've stopped. I've basically all but stopped. Um, but we, we still have folks on teams that get pre-review and they either do it for gamesreviews.com or other sites that they partner with. And that's 100% fine. I realize that my opinion is only my opinion. It's probably an unpopular one, but I would rather that every game just release the day it comes out and we all buy and play it the day it comes out and we all buy and talk about it the day it comes out. Cause here's the thing that I don't like. I hate when I'm really excited about playing a game and the day that I play it, everybody that I follow and listen to has already beaten it. I would much mm. rather us play it together. I would love to to play it along with and hear the conversation and hear the, because I feel like all the chatter goes off because here's the thing. Everybody's playing. I'm going to use The Last of Us now as an example. I'm, I'm not, I want to be clear. I'm not specifically calling out Kevin. 
because I know he's reviewing and I haven't talked to Kevin at all about the game, right? But I know that everybody's playing The Last of Us now. I know. They've, they've all tipped about it. They've all hinted about it. They're all talking about it now. They're not talking about it in depth, right? But the 12th, they will be. Game didn't come out to what? The 20th? The 19th? Something like that. Everybody's yeah. going to say everything they had to say about that entire game a week before we ever get to play it. I probably won't finish it until a week after it comes out. That's two or three weeks later before I'm finally starting to check into what everybody else is doing. I want to throw in another example. Um, that's po- uh, it's, it's Nintendo related. It's the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game that just came out in March. Um, I remember that game, you know, creeping up and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that game. Um, I'm totally not in $60 in for it, but I am interested in reviews. Let me see the reviews. Let me see how it goes. And the reviews, it's it, uh, for a Nintendo game, it's not that great, but it is, it's just an okay score, right? And I'm like, oh, I wonder why that's why the score is. And I, de- I, I, I read in deeper to the people that I know, I, I trust opinions with, I align my opinions with. And it's like, okay, guys, it's just kind of a remake of, you know, the older games. It has a cool little color art style, but it's just, it's, it's a dungeon crawling game like you know before. I was like, great. I'll probably wait then until later. And that's that's how I get my information more or less is is through that. If you play it all together, I'm like going in blind though. Like day one, I I'm not investing. Like I feel I'm like, like everybody uh, says they want that. I feel like so many people are like, I wish we could all just go in blind. <laughs> no, I just <laughs> no, I definitely don't want that. <laughs> um It would but. stop spoilers. Sure, it'll stop spoilers, but I I rarely see spoilers too. I I I feel like the people who I, read it wouldn't spoilers, stop spoilers. I want to be clear, no, but it would yeah. greatly lessen them for sure. Yeah, um, I don't immediately seek them. If okay. how many spoilers uh, are going to be out for the Last of Us Jan- on June twelfth? I mean, there's already leaks, right? I know, but but now that the reviews come out, then it's going to be more, mm-hmm. right? Because now, because here's the thing: June twelfth is basically the day that it's open for everybody to talk about it. Wait, what mm-hmm. day does the game come out? The nineteenth. Why are reviews embargoes up so early? That's a week. That's a isn't it early. normally one or two days? It's like the day before. It should be the like the day before. Again, this it is should, a part of it. it. Like be. Xenoblade went out weeks ago. Clubhouse Games went out weeks ago. I've, I've known people who've no, been playing Clubhouse, Clubhouse games went for like three out yesterday. Weeks. No, I mean pre like pre-release copies. Uh, Review I see copies went out weeks ago. I know people. I've known that outlets have been playing this yeah, game for two weeks. That's different, but the embargo shouldn't be until a day or two most. Yeah. For in my opinion, I, I mean, I, I I can agree with that, uh, but I, I I hear your argument. Every game does everything. it differently, but yeah, I mean, if if I take my time with the Last of Us, here's the thing: I'm gonna get the last. Uh, God, I hate this. I'm the Nintendo Shack show, and I've turned this into my own personal <laughs> Last of Us thing. But it's it's the next game that I can talk. About. I don't think any of us care about spoilers about Paper Mario, right? Breath of the Wild will fit the same description, right? I'm a huge Last of Us fan. I want to play it, and I want to talk to everybody about it. I'm gonna hear all the podcasts about it. So I'm gonna get the game, and I'm gonna play it as fast as I humanly can. Just so I can get through my playthrough uninterrupted by like the noise of the world. Right? It shouldn't be that way. Turn off your phone. Don't go on the internet. Play it at your own pace. I'm going to. I'm going to try. But I why always... are you rushing through a game that you have been waiting all this time because for? Because the day that I've started it, everybody else has done it a week or Don't so before me. Who cares? Well, I know that, but That's I the FOMO. But, Don't. But let I, get it's not the FOMO. It's that I want to hear it. I want to see the coverage. I want to talk to about it. I want to talk to Sean about what he thought about the game. Like I want there to. There will always be people to talk to about it. Sure, sure, there will be. You're 100 right. But knowing that they all have done it <laughs> 10 days before I ever got a chance, you know, it, it makes That's- me want to catch up. To make it less fun to me that you're you're trying yeah. to oh, race it's gonna be a, it. It's going to be a great game either way. I was going to play it anyway. 
I'm going to do the same thing with Breath of the Wild. I did the same okay. thing with Splatoon 2. I was up at 2 in the morning when that game unlocked because I wanted to play it. I mean, I, right. I did that too. I'm talking yeah, about see? through the game. Well, I mean, I'm going to play it. I'm not going to like run. I'm going to play it. Mm, that's I, I used a bad word. If you've ever mm. seen me play a game like that, you know that what I do with a game like that is I don't rush through anything. I'm going to lift up every rock and read every letter and everything. So okay. Don't get me wrong. I'm You're going to be it. investing a lot I'm of time. I'm just going to be playing it right away. Like that's literally better. at midnight. That's, okay. that's better. I'll be playing it all night long. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I do that too. And I think it would be great if we were all playing at the same time. That yeah. midnight would be more. How fun would that midnight be if everybody collectively was waiting for that that strike? All of us. I think you have too many reviewer friends. Yeah, oh, that's I probably think true. That's <laughs> like, probably true. All of our I mean, friends are podcasts. Or all of my friends are podcasts. They all got their own podcasts. So, Donnie, I mean, we could do it. Like, uh, I'll have a midnight release as well. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> it would just feel like, you know, like the midnight release, like when everybody's at the store. You know, we don't okay. have that too much yeah. anymore. That's true. And it would feel like that again. That's all. Okay. Do you guys want to do another one? I feel like I turned <laughs> this into some great question. I feel like I ruined yeah, it with my question. own little platform, but sorry. Yeah. Whatever. Do you want to do another one or no? Call it a night. Next week. We'll get to it next week, Kooplings. <laughs> Thank you for checking us out. Uh, I'm sorry that I ransacked the show so much. It's it uh, your show. But I, I, that was our show. It's not my it's show. Our, it's our it's show. Our show. And um, I had a blast. Thank you guys so much again for everything you did last week and then for letting me come on tonight. You know, I, I remember, you know, I hit you guys about what, 815 and I was like, is there any way you could go to nine? Because I was thinking if we could just delay to nine, I might be able to make it. And I'm, as somebody who hasn't, um, up until today, hasn't played a game, hasn't talked to people about games, really, really needed this. Feel so much better and just like kind of a, a joyful, happier mood right now. Like I'm ready to go play games and play Clubhouse 51 tonight, I think. Like I'm nice. all kind of excited about it now because, uh, yeah, after the last few days, I really needed it. So thank Do you. Do you guys want to play tonight? Yeah. Is it actually yeah. coming out at midnight? I think so. I, I can't stop. I have, I have, she's like, I can't. I, I have an interview tomorrow morning. <laughs> what time? Yeah, what time? It's at 9 a.m., but I wake up early and like freak out and prepare. Mm. Uh, I still wake up at 6.30 every day. It's okay. You same. don't need to sleep. I'm I'll play lots this weekend with you guys. Sounds good. Mm. Well, I really appreciate it. And uh, join us next week, Kooplings, as we talk about our love for Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics version 2, whatever. Call it 2.0. And all the other news in the uh, Nintendo world. So uh, we appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Good night, Kooplings. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.